Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Uh, we'll save some more time at the end of this call uh, to, to share some more wins and celebrate a little bit together. But we have uh, a, a special guest in limited time this morning, and so I want to get him introduced. Guys, and, and Andy, I, I know we're kind of just meeting as well, and I know we got you on here, so it's great to uh, finally be introduced and have you. And, and I know this may be some of the first time you're hearing about Kingdom REI. We are a uh, a group of real estate investors and entrepreneurs that are kingdom-based and, and really want to see uh, God at live and at work in, in our lives and our families and especially in our businesses and have a real uh, intentionality and purpose around building God's kingdom through real estate investing. And uh, for everyone else, uh, Andy is an author, uh, founder of an organization called Heaven in Business, and has had, he doesn't know this, but but really shaped a lot of the way that I think about God in business, the Holy Spirit in, in business on a day-to-day -day basis. He wrote a book called uh, God With You at Work, and if you have not um, picked this up or read this, I highly encourage everyone to grab a copy of this. And Andy, what I appreciate about it so much is uh, the way you root us in Christ, but also just the way you tell stories, man. I think we need to see and hear examples of what God is doing in real life. You know, I think it's even why Nick was able to go and, you know, raise a hundred grand for a real estate deal because he, he saw it, right? He saw people in this group doing that and gave him belief that I could go do this too, even though I'm typically used to asking for $1,200 a year for my ministry. I'm going to go ask for a hundred grand for a real estate deal. Right. And so I love that, that you, you, you do that for us in this book. And so everyone, I'm excited for you to get to hear from Andy today. We're going to kind of do interview style and feel free to ask questions after this. Uh, but um, part of what I want to talk about today and get deep in is just what is God's role? What is even more specifically the Holy Spirit's role in us, in our work? And how do we begin to live out supernaturally on a day-to-day -day basis through our faith in Christ? Uh, and through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, Andy, what's up, man? Hey, so good to meet you and meet you all. Yes. Uh, where are you based out of? So right right now, I'm a little place called Isle, I-S-L-E, Minnesota. I okay. have no idea where that is. I'm on in between uh, client visit 
Uh, we landed in Minneapolis yesterday, connected with some clients last night for ribs for dinner, and we're heading kind of north to some other clients. It's kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm, we're getting a kick out of it really. Is this is so we have it's like a past we have some thing. Minnesota. So, <laughs> Nick, Nick, is this is are we, do we know where this is? Yeah, what, what's the town name again? Isle. I S L E. It's like it's like it's nowhere. It's, it's the middle of nowhere. My wife's out walking. I get to have lunch with you guys, and then we're going to carry on driving up to Hibbing. Hibbing. Yeah. 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 So I know it. Yep. It's beautiful up here. That's great. But we live now in. We were in in California for ten years from New Zealand originally. In uh, June, we moved from California to New Hope. Pennsylvania so now based on the east coast which puts me in proximity to uh, just what we feel like God's leading uh, up and down all around but now cities which is pretty cool that's awesome so India there's so much I want I want to I know we only have a limited time together so I want to get into to this as fast as possible would you please I want to just ask you first kind of maybe back us up a little bit and, and what caused you to write a book like this and even start this idea of heaven in business, why, why that's important to you as it relates to you and your personal story? Yeah. So background is uh, agriculture. So sheep, beef, deer, farming, horse, dogs, and then uh, business consulting and then business finance, all in the agricultural space. And I've always wanted to, and very well local church, uh, this is in New Zealand. So doing mission work, seeing miracles, th that was kind of normal, but very few in my place of work. And I'd seen reconciliation of relationships. I'd seen wisdom. I'd seen us growing in my own ability. But I wanted to see more. And in 2008, we were praying about our future. And I was thinking, God, are you leading us to do more of this kind of missions development type work? And uh, spoke to our senior pastor at the time and said, you know, is, is something happening, changing? He's like, yeah, I don't really know where you fit, Andy. And that was interesting. I took a promotion at work to be a regional manager. And then I realized that's going to take me away from what brings me life. God, this doesn't make sense. It's not ministry and it's not business. What else is there? And a buddy said, why don't you pray whether it's a geographic move? So he literally came down, wrote in my journal, is our future in this location? And within one week, heard God three different scriptures about leaving everything and going to a new country. So that's a whole story in itself. That landed us in 2008 in a little place called Redding, California at a ministry school. And I'm one of 800 students. And it's wonderful. Just really the mandate, uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, which is literally a mandate to bring heaven to earth in all of society. And the emphasis for the school and those 800 students was heal the sick, which is really wonderful. But my heart is business and workplace and so this question in me was okay so if jesus died for all creation to be fully alive that means cities fully alive that means individual businesses thriving so where's the evidence where's the partnership with god where's the supernatural in this so i just went to one of the people in the school and said hey what are we doing i love this praying for sick people but what are we doing for the business people and they said nothing you do something i'm like no 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 i I was kind of wanting to serve. You know, that's what I'm taught to do is, you know, how low can you go? Who can they said, well, you just, here's a connection with a local business person. You do something. So literally that's how we started. We just started connecting, saying, how can we serve local business people? Uh, praying, 
so you know praying for those businesses to prosper so that jeremiah that says uh, in the prosperity of pray for the well-being of prosperity because your well-being is tied up with theirs so we started to go and pray for businesses see god answer prayer and then we started to meet more and just tell like a group of us not too dissimilar to this but just around a coffee table cafe in redding california telling telling stories of what we're seeing god do that's literally how we started and it's just continued on from there and then the book just became a how do we how do we feed more people with it this is possible it's real i'm experiencing it now i've got no excuse because of all the stories so this is for everybody how do we access that and that's 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 how it all started ellis I love it, man. I love it. Just the eagerness to an eagerness to see God move and work in different ways. So there's two things I want to talk about today, and I'm just going to get right into them so we can maybe also leave time for folks in our community to ask questions too. But I've read your book, encourage everyone to go grab this book. But there's the two things that get, get me excited the most. I mean, I love the whole thing, man, but your last two chapters, you know, are like are like gold for me. And so because I talk about this a lot, and, you, and you've given me some language for this. And the last two chapters are called Dreaming with God and Supernatural Keys of Success. And so I, I want to start there about dreaming with God. And, and because I think so much, man, we have we've been taught not to dream big, you know, as 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 business owners in the church. Like there's kind of like a suppression almost. And yet what you're doing is helping unleash kind of this vision for what God wants to do in the church through business. And so. Talk about why and why dreaming is so important in the kingdom of God, especially in business. Yeah. So super good question. And you're right. I'm going to try and keep this. We're probably going to drop things. So, Guys, you just have to ask questions. If we drop something and you think, what on earth did you mean by that? Just we can come back. Sure. Um, so why is dreaming so good? So so important. It's critical. If, if you're in business, it's all about wisdom to know what to do uh jesus didn't just die for us to get to heaven he died for heaven to get to earth so what does that look like that's and somehow he's chosen to work through you and me in our inadequacies in our dysfunction and our failure and in our victories through the whole thing through the package of you so the greatest vacuum in the world today is the knowledge of the nature of god as father uh if if he was just a just meeting your needs, even a prison warden would do that. You know, three meals a day, a bed, a blanket, something over your head. But it's his nature's real in the dreams and desires of our heart. Now, there's something unique and special in that. If you read through John 14, 15, 16, he doesn't want more servants that run around, just tell me what to do, tell me what to do. Uh, who was it just had a kid, like just got, is, is it just got pregnant with their first? It was Ethan. You don't want, yeah. Ethan, congratulations. You know, success is not your child waking up when he's 20 saying, hey, dad, what should I do with my life? Success is your kid saying, I know the ways of my dad. I know the character of my dad. I know what's in his heart. And I'm going to go further, faster, stronger, and longer. That's what gives joy to the father. And you'll see that through John 14, 15, 16. So then it becomes and, and, you'll, and you see this in the life of Jesus. It starts with obedience. We never leave obedience. I never leave my servant relationship with Jesus. But then he's like, so what's in your heart? What do you want to do? Where are you going to go? And, and that becomes unlocking business people to, well, I want to eradicate poverty. Well, I want to, I've got a friend of mine 
God woke him up and said, you know, read the world of porn. I'm like, what? How on earth to do it? And he's got strategies that he's moving forward to do that. That's Exodus cry, if you want to look that up. Uh, these guys that are shifting the dial when it comes to economics and they're going for it, not because someone told them to do it because it was in their heart and they see the juice of Kevin is just escalating that. So then it comes to what does that look like and how do I practically do that? So I've got to understand God is good. He's for me. doesn't mean it's easy at, at all. Actually, if you want to walk the walk that we're talking about, it's harder because it's off the map. And every control button in your body is going to get pushed. But it's saying, God, I sign up to the full, the full gospel. Uh, Psalm 103, forget not the benefits. Every aspect of what Jesus died for, I want to see and experience that in my life. And I know that it's not through my own ability. Galatians, look, read through the book of Galatians. It's like, it's the grace of God that got me here. It's the grace of God that'll keep me going. What started by the Holy Spirit don't let me reduce to a set of good practices or practices or good principles, but let me live day by day, which is what Jesus said. Man doesn't live by bread alone. So that's by the business strategy. That's by your bank balance. That's by good practice. It's living by the voice of God. So let's do this real practical exercise. Each of you have got some dreams, desires in your heart as it pertains to your business. Would that be correct? So let's take 30 seconds. Close your eyes if you want to, don't have to. No one's going to really hold you accountable to this. But I want you to take a moment and just ask yourself, what, what's my dream for my business? If, 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 so for Alice, uh, if, if the dream that you have for your business, if you realized every, the fullness of that, what, what could that look like? Would that be, man, I want to buy a rundown part of the city and turn it like and make it beautiful? Is it that I want to generate hundred million dollars of business in a year is it i want to give away whatever it is just take a moment and if you can write it down my dream for my business is and just fill in the blank i would feel fully fulfilled alive joy would be full if this happened and some of you are actually already on the track to this now, I encourage you to do this exercise at home because now we're going to pause. What we've just done is we've pulled on you. But now pause for a moment and say, Holy Spirit, I give you this. This is my dream for my business. Now I'm asking, what's your dream? What is your dream for my business? When you see me, when Jesus died for me and everything and every resource and every aspect of all that I am, not to just accomplish something, but to be with him. What's your dream for me in my work with my gift to God? I'm really, really good mm. at creating wealth. What's your dream for me in this? Mm. I mean, Alice, you just take this where you want it to go. You'll find that little exercise. It never is smaller. Church, institution of the church teaches you to play small wow. but when you do this with god he'll it blows your mind freaks you out you're thinking oh i couldn't do that that's right if you could do it in your own ability then where's god in this so that's why that same little exercise it's like okay i've got bills to pay i i could go about best practice 
I can go about the principles and or I can just say, Holy Spirit, how do we move forward with this? Uh, with God, nothing's impossible. So there is a solution. I may not know what it is right now, but is there a person to talk to? Is there, a, is there something to do? So here's how, are we doing okay? I'll just tell you a testimony of this. Uh, we, and you guys are in property. So here's a property testimony from my life. And we've seen this continue. Uh, we felt the Lord lead us to a three acre property, 6,000 square feet that we could use for what we do with heaven and business, plus a home for my, my family. It's 2018. Uh, I need to come up with 795,000. I've got funding for 300. I'm short. Like you guys just know, it's just, this, it's, and I've got a banking background. So I'm not naive to how this all works. Um, God, this is either the stupidest idea in my life or it's you and there's no way in between. Well, we're tracking forward. We get into that property. The owner leaves in. Uh, we rent it for $3,000 a month back in 2018. Uh, I had to believe God for even for that at the time. We get in coming up 12 months and I've got a close on. I've paid a $100,000 non-refundable deposit. I've got to come up with a balance. I'm sure like we need another... 700,000, where do I get this? I can come up with 200,000 from a bank, but I'm still short 500,000. What do I do? I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, nothing happening. I'm recording testimonies, nothing's happening. Like, what do I do? I'm starting to get scared. I go walking with a buddy. So this is something, the power of community and having people around you. Why God just doesn't tell us sometimes because he, he puts us in community. I'm talking with a friend and he says, Andy, you know, what do you expect to happen? Is like the cash going to fall out of the sky? And I'm like, maybe. I, I mean, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, do any of your business people that you're working with, do they know about this? I'm like, no, I refuse. I refuse to, I don't want to treat them like money. They're not my source. You are. And he goes, yeah, but sometimes you've got to let people know what's going on. Because if, if I call you a friend and you don't know really what's going on, then that's not a friend. You let them know. So he says, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit who to have a conversation with and then, then have a conversation with those people. So I got home and wrote down six names. It provoked every fear that I had, fear of rejection. I felt stupid like I was even in this financial position. I go through one by one. The first one, it built relationship. It didn't take it away. They weren't in the position. They're like, Andy, if we had the liquid cash, we'd, we'd lend it to you tomorrow. But we're not, all our cash is tied up. Second one carries on down to number six. Number six turned into a phenomenal conversation. First, he says, so help me understand how you bought a house that you cannot afford. And this guy's a billionaire. And like he just has done everything with phenomenal excellence. So I felt really stupid telling him, well, you know, I've been on this journey all my life of following the voice of God. And this is, this is what happened and how and he goes, no, that's fine. That's good. I just had to ask. So we go through this process. I follow his advice. We go through a circle. The owner is going to leave in 500,000. We're still short 200. I could get the bank, but the bank is in conflict with the owner around securities and so on. So I go back to this guy. It's our third call. And he says, well, Andy, this morning, the Lord spoke to me from Psalm 37. The righteous shall possess the land. You're supposed to have this property. That was really encouraging coming from him. He says, secondly, Psalm 37, there's another verse that says, the righteous are generous and lend and their children after them are blessed. 
So I don't know what you, but you've got favor with the man upstairs. I'm going to lend you the $200,000 interest-free indefinitely. And I just want you to know, I know you want to repay it, but if at any point you get to the point where you can't, I've already written it off my books. What's the point? That's dreaming with God. Mm. It's going beyond what's possible. It's trusting him, being led by him. It's uh, just because you're following God doesn't mean everything's rosy, toasty, easy. It's actually been harder, more challenging, and more rewarding. Phenomenally more rewarding. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can relate, by the way. So uh, just very similar experience uh, last week. Um, I'm curious to double tap on that story. How anxious were you in those weeks? And you looking back, like, how much anxiety did that produce? And, and how, did, how did you overcome that, right, to, to root yourself in faith that God's going to work, yeah. work in your behalf? Yeah, to say, to say you're not scared is just lying. You're lying to yourself. I love it how David said in the Psalms, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. So what's the practical? So was I scared? Heck yeah. Um, but the flip side of it is we've been on a journey. We left our home country. We had no income for three years following the voice of God. None of what I expected. So I had this history with God that built up to that level. So it wasn't just a sudden jump out and do something crazy. It, it was this, the kindness of God. It was little by step, little step, little step. So I had that history. So what did I practically do? Um, I've heard and recorded testimonies of miracle provision. And I have an Evernote file with probably a hundred different testimonies. So I would read over those. Mm. And, and it's hard to say discouraged when you're just feeding yourself on what God has done in the past. And that's where, like you talk supernatural success keys. It's remember the testimony, remember what God's done for others. It's offensive not to believe that God will do in your future what he's already done in the past. Mm. So I'd had these little ones and it's like, so we just, this is the next, Put on your big boy pants. Let's go. So that was part of it. Um, worship is another thing. So playing worship music, uh, keeping that full of faith. And you can literally now put on a playlist with uh, the songs that release what you need in the moment. I can, I can curate those. So that's really helpful. Um, I have people around me that, that are faith-filled, that are believing with me. So I'm not alone in this. I'm praying. I'm walking with people. That's another one. Um, the other one is I'll read... I mean, reading through scripture, I'm reading through, uh, particularly when I don't know what to do, I'll read through Proverbs. So the book of Proverbs that relates to the day, today, September the 6th, I read Proverbs 6, and I find wisdom for each day in the little things. And then break it right down to, um, it's like, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one mouthful at a time? How do you follow God into the impossible when it's outside your control? You just say, what one thing can I do today that will move me towards this? And just do that thing. So it's like faith like a sparrow. Uh, you, you've all read those scriptures. It's like sparrow-like faith as God takes care of the sparrow. So if he's going to take care of the sparrow each day, he's going to take care of me. And that's a fight. And the other thing, real practical, is so when I get stressed and anxious, um, if you've ever done any of the psychology around that, it's, it's that adrenaline that builds up in your body that, that's not getting released. And the, the most practical way to deal with that is do something physical. Go for a walk. For me, go for a run. 
uh, for me, go for a run in the in the wild, uh, in on a trail. That's the thing that ministers and actually just reduces some of that anxiety. Because, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It's like there's nothing I can do. Go for a walk. Go for a run. Do twenty push-ups times three. Like, just do something to get that out of you. <laughs> It's so good. I wish we'd had this interview like uh, two weeks ago, man. I really needed a lot of this. I just kind of like uh-huh. just figured all this out. Really, really excellent. By the way, what I really love to what you said, man, is faith like a sparrow. I think oftentimes we feel like we need to have faith like a lion. And the reality, like, and the reality is like we feel more like a sparrow, right, in those moments. I shouldn't get crushed like a sparrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's almost like encouraging, like, okay, God, just give me enough faith to take that next step. I don't need the faith to how to go figure out this whole thing. Yeah. Just give me the faith to take this next step. That's and it. I know you'll provide faith at each step along the way. And so I, I think that distinction, man is really good because we think we tend to think higher than ourselves of what we really are in the moment right and so uh i think that's really really that's really good man i think i think there's a practical step to that as well okay i want to ask you one more thing and then we'll open it up if nobody has questions i'll keep asking great questions i want to understand man how you think about the holy spirit active and powerful in your life and and the reason i ask this is I feel like Andy, I'm I'm in a season right now where I'm really learning for the first time about the Holy Spirit, its role in my life, its pre- His presence in my life. Even even that, like I've always thought of the Holy Spirit as an it, realizing it's actually a person. Yeah. And and I know that might sound crazy to a lot of people listen, but it's true. Like I just come from a background where that wasn't, I was not given permission to really experience and talk and have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I just want to know what that's like for you, like your relationship with the Holy Spirit how you encounter the Holy Spirit, how you bring him up in your daily life. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I want to know the Holy Spirit. I always keep saying, like, if there's a way to experience more of God, I want it, (laughs) right? And so, like, I'm always just curious and eager to know, like, okay, if you're a man that really abides and and dwells with the Holy Spirit, what do you do, man? Tell me about it, because I want that. So, really good question. And I wish, like, I want to better tell you guys, step one, step two, step three. (laughs) Yeah. But that's it's it's more like this. It's more how do you have the perfect marriage? Like you can you can read all the books and then you meet somebody and there is no script. And just when you think you got it right, it, it changes. Well, think of it like that, except the Holy Spirit's invisible. So you get married to someone invisible. Like if it's somebody visible, you're gonna bump into them, you're gonna see them. It's not like that. There's this the moment that I leave faith, I've, I've lost pleasing him. So it's this, this continual ongoing journey that never ends. And if someone comes to you and says, you know, I got the, I got this, I got the script. This is what you do. One, two, three. They're lying because there is no relationship. There are some principles to this, but it's an ongoing relationship. And there's some conditions. Uh, surrender is number one, like surrender and trust like that's that's num- that's it that's like surrender and trust let go control and i'm being continually front confronted on that as evidenced by anxiety and a second one is this hunger this like what you said this continual pursuit for more i've got to believe that he is and he rewards those who seek him but just keep that journey don't stop it's the same with a relationship with a spouse is don't stop pursuing them uh, don't l- allow the success of a relationship 
I've got married. Now I've got kids. It's like, oh my gosh, I thought I was good. Now it's like, this kid is wrecking my relationship because he's crying and, and whatever. All of that is continually changing. So then what's some real practical things in, in the way that you do that is don't reduce your relationship with the Holy Spirit to a quiet time. It's a lifetime. It's not an event. Do I have a quiet time? Yes, I do. So I anchor myself in the word of God. So my morning ritual looks like whatever I get up, whatever time I'm getting up, uh, I usually grab a bowl of cereal. That's my breakfast. Grab a coffee. And then I sit down and I read, read the Bible. Now, that could look like reading the proverb of the day. Or uh, I can, it'll be right, right now, I feel like the Lord's on me about reading the book of Galatians. And so literally I'm reading that over and over again. Or when I first wake up in the morning, if it's early, I'll just put an earbud in and I'll be just listening to the book of Galatians. The same happened with the book of Titus for the previous month. And so it's just literally, literally over and over again. So I took, I took the entire book of Titus, stripped out the numbers, stripped out the titles and copied and pasted it into a document written to me. And the amount of business strategy that I've got out of that has been just awesome. Just clarity, 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 confidence. There's so many aspects of that. And then I'm taking that into my day. So what, is, what does that look like um, on a daily basis? So if I think about, um, we, we've just come on this drive. I've, I've got some clients. Uh, we've, we've, we're driving up here uh, in Minnesota. Well, I've got some other clients outside of Minneapolis. So it's just like immediately, it's like, I just was that, I know. And so now I've realized what I was a knowing, that's the Holy Spirit leading and guiding way more than I realize. So when my heart gets drawn to something, that's not like eat more ice cream, uh, watch more TV. It's usually something productive. I'm learning that that's the Holy Spirit guiding me with his eye. Jesus only did what he said he saw the father do, which is not just like an eyeball, but it's like see, hear, know, or feel. Those kind of four different categories. This is about listening to the Holy Spirit. So doing that through your day and cultivating an awareness for that. So how do I practically do that? Um, number one, training yourself to do that. So when you've got a decision to make, don't just make the decision, but pause. Um, a friend of mine, what she does is she will be sitting in her office and she'll literally physically turn her chair to face the wall. That's for her is this conscious turning aside and asking the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not somebody that asks the Holy Spirit, what clothes should I wear today? I, I just think, no, we got so much other things going on. Who really cares what I wear today? But those big, like the decisions through the day, I'm involving the Holy Spirit in it. Um, as we're going into a conflict situation, Holy Spirit, how do we go about that? Um, as today, i got a client that's just bought a butcher's shop. So we just walked with them through the shop. As we're going, I'm having ideas. Now, I've never owned a butcher's shop. But so now I'm trusting and I know that those ideas are from the Lord. So we share these things. Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Have you thought of that? So using questions is really helpful. Um, what else? Uh, here's, here's another one. Because you guys are real estate people, investment. We, again, we just moved over uh, West Coast to East Coast, buying a house. We thought we'd have a particular house. So we're looking at those houses, find nothing, find nothing. Finally find a house 
that feels like it's second, but it's the best that we could get. We put an offer in. They counter it, and but we're still in the process. So once they've countered, we're engaged. That night, my wife wakes up, can barely sleep. She's just uncomfortable. She's like, God, is this really the best that you've got for us? And instantly, this thought pops in her head, if that's what you have faith for. She's like, oh, my gosh. So we get up in the morning, painful, awkward conversation together because it's like, really? Now? Now we're going to pull out of this? Finally found a house. But I've learned just to trust that. I'd rather be in unity with my wife and even trust getting it wrong than actually being disunity. And so, so how do I know I'm following the Holy Spirit? Are you following your conviction? Do you have a sensitive conscience? So developing that awareness and sensitivity in life. And so we stop, we pull out of that deal, which because there's no dual signing. So we were in the position to be able to do that. And then we took the kids so our kids are 16, 18, 19, and 21. We just sat down, told them they were not impressed. <laughs> As you can imagine, like, really? <laughs> Mom and dad, are you got like, really? I thought we were moving forward. And I, this is the story. We would rather, like, if you're going to get to the aisle, at, to your wedding, and then at, you're better to pull out before you get married rather than go into honeymoon and then decide, nah, I missed it. Like, you can't do that. So pull out now. So teach them that walking through vulnerably and then we wrote up we got these big i don't know big posters paper we wrote on the and we stuck it to the wall in an airbnb that we're staying in and we just went back to what are the non-negotiables let's relook at our assumptions and so we we sensed like this was the strategy from the holy spirit so how did i get that i don't know i just had an image in my head of these two pieces of paper on the wall and writing it out. Now, why didn't the Holy Spirit just tell us? I don't know. I just know that the Holy Spirit is more interested in the journey and the connection along the way than it is the outcome. So if it was about the outcome, he'd just tell you what to do. He doesn't. He wants, it's like, I trust you to work this out as we go. So he wrote down, here's the non-negotiables. And, and then another list. Here's what we would love but they're not non-negotiable for us to get into a house. Then we relook at the market and what's on the market. And one house or three houses stood out. We go and look at all three that day. First one, it's like, nah, this is not it. Second one, we couldn't get into because it was, it was, it was just, it wasn't available at the time. And, we, and it was road noise. Third one, all of us, six members of a household walk in and instantly feel the peace of God. How do I know? That's what we've cultivated. And it's like, kids, is this it? Every single one of the kids said, this is the house. Now, you've got to know, it was not what, we went from three acres, 6,000 square foot, to a quarter of an acre with 3,700 workable square feet. It's, it's so different. We would have never gone that way if I just followed best practice and what I thought I knew. But it's this journey of listening to the Holy Spirit. So hopefully in that, there's so many different keys that you can work on and just grow with them. Yeah, just to repeat those, surrender and trust. Hunger is number two. Do not stop pursuing the Holy Spirit. Reduce, uh, don't reduce your relationship uh, with the Holy Spirit to a quiet time and cultivate an awareness for the Holy Spirit. Uh, I thought those were great. Andy, I'm going to let you take a sip, uh, take a breath. I'm going to call on a couple of folks who got a couple of questions. So 
Uh, Ethan, um, I saw your hand go up first. Guys, if you have a question, just raise your hand in Zoom, and uh, we'll go through these. So, Ethan, take it away, man. What you got? I need you to unmute. Yeah, Andy, um, man, this is such cool timing. Thanks for being on the call today. We are, my brother and I are starting a uh, men's life group in our church. Um, starts tomorrow. And centered around, um, hopefully, the circle of people who are in there are business, uh, entrepreneurial. That's the whole, hopefully, the circle that we're aiming for. And so um, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, what can we go through? What's some, you know, a book that we can all read together or some program that we can go through where it's, um, you know, spiritually based, obviously um, spirit filled, but also somehow centered around business. And then like, I got the email today and it's like, it said your name. I was like, oh, this is phenomenal. And so I've not read your book um, before, but I just downloaded it on Audible. I'm going to listen to it today. I think it's a two hour listen. Yeah. So, uh, but let me ask you um, just practical advice. Do you have a, uh, maybe a book or a program that you would recommend that we go through? No, because, because I've got to know, this is a great question, by the way. No, because it really depends on what is it that you're wanting to, to do, where you're wanting to build, what do you want, what outcomes do you want? So, so if you said to me, I want to grow in the kingdom. I want to grow in listening to the Holy Spirit. Then I might know. Um, so I'd put that back on you and say, you know, you're going to walk with these guys, girls for let's say 12 weeks. Um, what do you, what do you sense? What do you feel? What do you hear that the focus is for you in that? I think kind of what you started off by saying uh, when you started saying your testimony is the the community of people. Uh, developing a great community of people that we can, uh, you know, do life alongside with. Uh, and yeah. we all, um, you know, are in business. So it's, we have a similarities yeah. there. Yeah. So, so he, here's what I would do. One, I trust that you, you're effectively shepherding these people. That's what you're doing. You're gathering them together. You suddenly, but you want to do it in the connection with the Holy spirit and then building community. So I would, so here's a couple of options. One, take a book. And, and you could use that as a basis and, and you could use that. And, but make sure the emphasis is on the questions. So guys, read the book. We're going to discuss this, what questions you have, interact. So that's going to be good because that'll give you something that'll just stir questions to dialogue over rather than just somebody talking and everybody else sitting there. Secondly, real easy. Uh, every, every single time, start with, hey, what's your high? What's your low? And what's your, I don't know. What's the high? What's the low? What's the I don't know? And in a small group, get, that gets them talking. You facilitate it and then get them to pray and minister to one another. You'll find that, that it'll blow up. And then you experiment. Holy Spirit, uh, you're the good shepherd. I'm an under shepherd. Like he's the good shepherd. He's really, really good at this. So Holy Spirit, what's, what's one question that I could give these guys today or what's one uh, what's what's one topic what's one direction uh, so for example i've got a mastermind group five business guys I, I was intimidated by their ability so the first time we went around introduce yourself tell us how awesome you are we did that and then we did a very basic mastermind one of them had a problem with staffing so we just were brainstorming how he could come up with staff everyone's got a staffing problem get to the end of it it was good but it was average I'm like, there's got to be more. I got off the call. I'm like, Holy Spirit, we missed something. What was it? 
And it was just like, oh, oh, why didn't we just pray first? Why don't we just over every individual one and just ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to say to that person? Don't ask them whether they hear God or not. Just expect them to because everybody, my sheep, hear my voice. So just jump in. Second mm. time we met, we I said, guys, we're not even going to talk about before you tell us anything. We're just going to pray and minister and just ask what the Lord wants to say. And everybody's doing it. It was mind blowing. Men crying over Zoom. It's just five guys. And that group has just gone from strength, strength, strength since then. So I just go vulnerable. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. It's awesome. You got this. Okay. Um, Nick. Hey, thanks so much for being here, Andy. Um, I'm also in Minnesota. So would love to connect you before you leave here today. Be great to, uh, to learn more about all the things you have got going on. My question is about um, solitude and how to practice the, the art of solitude. I think it was Blaise Pascal that said, the problem is people can't sit quietly in their own rooms. Having solitude with God seems impossible. And as business owners, we are all facing the constant demands of a lot of things coming and going. So what does that look like to you? Because I think there's some degree of relationship between practicing solitude and hearing from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Is that that scripture, Psalm 46, be still and know God. Man. And, and then in the New Testament, it talks about fight or strive, strive to enter rest. I'm like, that doesn't work. Yeah, it does. Because you've got you to put off stuff. So I've got to be still. So I've got to train myself how to do that. Um, and when there's more on and more pressure on, it's, it's the hardest to do it. So it's building that daily discipline of this. So there's a couple of resources to help you. Um, obviously, Brother Lawrence, uh, Practicing the Presence, is a book. Now, he was a cook. And so he would do that as he worked. So when, I, when I'm starting to learn is as I work, as I walk, as I'm talking, uh, being aware of that's cultivating that around you. And it only happens when we're still. So I know what it is um, to go, 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 go. It's like, that's how we, and, and, then, and then when I'm in the school of ministry, I'm not allowed legally to work. And this is in the book. And um, there's this prayer house. And my, my prayer was usually most historically was me talking or me praying in a spirit language or me worshiping. There wasn't a whole lot of quiet. Um, it was just busy, then go, busy, go. And uh, so God is starting to teach me how to be still. So what happens when you take a really busy guy, stick him in a peaceful atmosphere, and he's just lying there as there's worship music. I fall asleep. And then I feel real bad. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't even praying. I wasn't doing anything. I'm, I'm I can't even do this rest thing well. And then I instantly this thought pops in mind, Andy, I get more done while you're sleeping than, than you do while you're working. And he's starting to teach me, as this is Galatians, having started in the spirit, why would you reduce your life back to what you can do in your own ability? So it's, I've got to have that belief that God can do more in a moment than I can do in 12 hours. And, and my best day is still like refrigerator art. It's like a four-year-old painting compared to what he can do. He can do it in a moment is like a Picasso. So it's this journey of trust and learning that and cultivating being still and then and recognizing the flip side of it. When Andy, when I get anxious, when I'm like, I, I can't think, 
So my wife and I driving up here yesterday, she's like, you're not listening to me. I'm sure you guys never have this. She's like, I, we, I, I'm thinking, I don't even know what you said. It's like, how come I, how do I even, this is the person I love, I'm ma married to. It's my best. How do I miss that? It's because I've got so many things going on. I just jump into like, I, I just flip like a, like a sparrow in the wrong reasons, flip, 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 rather than slow myself down, just accept and humble myself that I can only do one thing at a time really well. Just do one thing. And so don't try and have a conversation with some, somebody else as I'm giving my wife GPS instructions. I'm going to screw up both of them. <laughs> and so I'm still learning this. I'm still growing in this. And then finally, I'd say, have somebody that you can walk with. Um, so I've got friends, uh, a group of guys, and we meet every couple of weeks. As, again, there's something about the number five. So there's four or five of us, and we literally have baseball bats. Because we recognize if you're a driven, focused person, you need somebody to, like, you someone just says, hey, slow down, you're not going to hear it. Your wife says, hey, you're not listening to me. You're not going to hear it until the pain gets great enough. So that's our baseball bat covenant. The deal is I'm going to hit you with a baseball bat. Now, it's a metaphor, but the truth is I need somebody in my life to tell me, hey, Andy, you've got, you get distracted. You're busy and distracted with too much serving. One thing is needed. Be still. Listen to my voice. So my daily practice is a journal. It is not digital. It's written. So I handwrite and I found that when I do this and protect that priority, that everything else starts to flow better. Uh, something happens. Moses was going about the wilderness, burning bush. It was only when he turned aside, slowed down, that things start to happen. I wish I could give you an easy, easy answer, but you've got to fight to enter that. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Dylan, go ahead, my man. Hey, Andy, thanks for joining us, man. It's been good listening. So the question I have for you is kind of, for me, it's tough to even kind of ask and kind of wrap my head around, but I'm curious how you kind of discern between kind of the thoughts that are put into your mind by the Lord and then the thoughts that are not. Um, oh, so good. Such a good question. Yeah. How you, how you kind of discern between that. Yeah. So we actually, I put this into a course called, Hey God, what now? And because it's like, this is the, this is the most important thing is to follow the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice. So how do I know God is speaking and not some weird, like crazy thing. So a couple of foundations, number one, the word of God. So I'm trusting that you are daily feeding yourself. It's like, how do you know a counterfeit bill? Uh, you don't look at the counterfeit. Don't study the counterfeit. Study that which is true. So anchor yourself in the word of God daily. Uh, daily, daily. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. Get that word in you. So then when something weird comes up, it's like, this doesn't sit right. Um, so number two, wise counsel. So having those two things around me. So in wise counsel, that's someone that's excellent. What is good? I'm not asking an 18-year-old for marriage advice. I'm not asking a 30-year-old failed investor what I should invest in. I'm, I'm somebody. I'm, I'm looking for someone with wrinkles, as in the seasoned and body scars. As in, I want to see that they've had some challenges, difficulties. They've crashed a couple of times, but they don't. It's like they've got body scars, but the knife is not still sitting in it. They're not still oozing pus and offense. 
and miserable. They've actually overcome it and they've got victory. So those are the so there's two ankles. Once you've got, assuming you've got those two foundations or pillars, how do I know God's speaking? Because there's so much outside of that. Three real key things. Uh, John 6, 63, my words are spirit and they are life. So when God speaks, it releases life. Like there's an energy, it's a light bulb. And, and I, could, I could talk for hours on this, and just in terms of some examples. But you, you just like see, hear, know, or feel. Those are kind of the four different categories. But you're just like you know, a light bulb. Um, here's another one, Colossians 3.15. So number one, does it release life? Number two, does it carry peace? So uh, Colossians 3.15 says, let peace be your governor, help you make decisions. The opposite of that is a hesitation. This is the classic one. You guys are looking to invest in a property. Uh, if, all the numbers look right, but you have a hesitation. Trust the hesitation. Do not move forward. Now, don't confuse that with, I'm a little bit scared because I've never done that before. That's normal. That's different. This is the, I can't shake this. I've just got a hesitation. Or my spouse has got a hesitation. And she's saying, hey, I'm just not so sure about that. Listen to it. It'll save you so much. So does it release life? Does it carry peace? And then the third one, sometimes I don't want to do it. But it's just like I'm compelled to do it. And that's in Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah 29. This is Jeremiah the prophet saying, your words are like a fire in my bones. I grow weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. That's when there's things you don't want to do this, uh, but you just know that you know that you know it's the right thing to do. Jesus going to the cross, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, knowing that he could have been helping rebuild Germany after the war, but he knew that God had told him to go and be a part of the mess and he ends up getting killed. I'm like, what a waste. No, he followed his conviction and was obedient to the point of death. So hopefully those little three things will help you. If you want more, heygodwhatnow.com, you can jump in and, and get a little mini course. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. That was, that was great. Andy, what does what God put on your heart right now, man, just for kingdom entrepreneurs that you feel like is timely in terms of uh, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you? Okay, so uh, one of the things we're doing with Heaven and Business, we, have a, we like to have a membership. So every, every month, um, w- w- every single week, we're meeting together online. It's just testimonies and then prayer every week. There's a motivational thing. And then there's focus content. So the focus content's around the theme. So I'll tell you guys the theme. The theme that we're praying and sensing is all around people have come out of chaos and a lot of people are still living in just the swirl or this is that and distracted, but it's time to dream again. It's trying to refocus on what God's called you to do and go after that and be unafraid and unapologetic about it. And mm-hmm. so we're equipping people how to do that. How do I go after that? Not distracted, not doing So, for example, not doing a particular marketing strategy because that's what everyone's doing. No, you hear God and unashamedly go after that. So that's the theme for this month. And then the bigger theme that I'm hearing God for me to focus on is is Titus 1.5, to set in order what is lacking and appoint leaders in every city. So that looks like it's, it's an emphasis on discipleship, not crowd. 
So many of activities are all about chasing after a crowd, building a crowd platform. None of it is what I'm hearing for me, because you may have that for you. For me, it's to focus on the few, focus on the few, equip, train, activate. So I'm just starting to shift the majority, 80% of what we do will be focused on those few. And that's, I'm crazy excited about that. <laughs> I love it, man. That was Titus 1.5. Yep. Actually, the entire book of Titus, because he says in there, it's like, this is who your customer is. This is the location I've sent you. And this is what I want you to do. Um, this is like, oh my gosh, it's entire, not a business model, but certainly a strategy. Yeah. Um, I want to give you a chance real quick. I got one more question for you. Uh, just a clear website or clear place so folks can go learn about your ministry and what you're doing to support other kingdom entrepreneurs. Yeah, heaveninbusiness.com. You'll find a bunch of stuff in there and there's a podcast authentic conversations with andy mason uh this week it's going to be around my non-marketing strategy which it's marketing everything's marketing everything is selling but it's the i wanted to just here's the here's the insider i've got a very very good friend who's an outstanding marketer i wanted to talk with him how we can you know get our sales cycle and the funnel going and we've got this in place now let's pour some money in it let's get going and and I have these conversations with him and every single time I come away like, yep, that's just not the strategy for you, Andy. It's actually less. <laughs> so we're just going to focus on story and we're going to focus on little clips. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly. I've got to give away exactly what we do ourselves. So that, those are the little podcasts. Uh, they'll find more. There's a whole heap of stuff there and uh, some events coming up. Check it out. You can find out more information. Heaven and business. And Andy, I'd like to share this kind of with our broader community at some point, probably with our Facebook community. Do you have permission to do that? Is that okay if Abs we do that? Absolutely. We share this? So here's, here's what I would do if it's okay with you is send me a copy of this and I'll post it as our podcast. Wonderful. I'll do that. I think there's tremendous value here, man. And I would love, I would love for others to be able to see this. Well, a last question for you. Who, who are the, the pastors or teachers that are that you listen to the most that maybe or just that you would recommend is as we're looking for more teachers influencers that are that are really hearing from the holy spirit talking you know really support entrepreneurs and business leaders um that that would be worth listening to yeah so here's and again this this is a list where trust the holy spirit like if you guys are not first first seek the counsel of the lord so mm -hmm. do that first anchor yourself in that and you'll find that he'll lead you because it could go down a whole avenue. So first, seek the counsel of the Lord. First, feed yourself in what he's telling you. And then there are so many different ones. Here's a couple that will help you. Shay Bynes, kingdom-driven entrepreneur. I know, trust her and walk with her. So she's one. Another one is Ford Taylor, uh, Transform Lead. He'd... He is somebody that I've personally walked with as well. And I've seen the fruit of what happens working with him in a business. It, it profound. Um, if people, he's got a great book called Relational Leadership. When relationships and transactions collide, uh, he's probably the number one person I'd go to in terms of solving conflict, setting up systems to help a company grow and doing it from a kingdom mindset. So there's a couple um, there's another guy, Patrice Sargay, Nehemiah Project is just phenomenal. But obviously, Bill Johnson. I don't know anybody that walks like he does 
you know, walking through a situation where he's just walked through the loss of his wife and watching him and knowing him firsthand, his walk with God is only stronger. I'm just like, this guy's either obviously crazy or he has a genuine connection with Jesus that mm -hmm. affects everything he does. So that's another one. Um, Chris Valentin uh, is another one podcast. Those two come from a church focus. So you can have to translate that into your daily work, but they're going to do that. Um, and then if, if that's not enough, who else do I listen to? Oh, God is not a theory. Uh, Ken Fish, man, some of the interviews that he does is mind blowing. Smart people that walk in the supernatural. Um, that's just another phenomenal one. And then that, that's probably enough to get you. Get yeah, you those are good, man. That's great. That's great. Uh, Andy, seriously, man, I can't thank you enough, guys. I, I just want to encourage you, like, please go support Andy and grab this guy with you at work. Go to heaveninbusiness.com and check out those resources there. Uh, Andy, thank you, brother. If there's ways that our community can continue to support you, please, please let us know, man. And, um, you know, come to San Diego. Let's do an event, man. I'd love to help promote and figure out, uh, figure out who we can bring together for that. I would love to do that. Thank you right. so much. Really All right, brother. It. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the kingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me, in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers.